Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. Now let's relive the extreme. This week on Reliving the Extreme, it may be our first 15-minute episode. If my ever-so-capable co-hosts don't have more to say than I do. Hello, everybody. I'm Nate Maxson, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin. Hello, Mr. Han. (laughs) How's everybody doing out there tonight? I've been smoking. (laughs) i got to be honest. I'm a little slap-happy. To review some of these shows, sometimes a little enhancement is necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, I got drunk earlier. I got a new beer. That I mean, how do you sell me on a new beer? I go to the liquor store and the the distributor's putting this like these beers on the on the shelf, and I was like, "Oh, is that new?" He goes, "Yeah, it's the first time on sale." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, wow! I mean, look at it. All right, look at that pretty it's- bottle." It, yeah, it's called it's called face plant, and I was like, "Wow, that's like wrestling related," <laughs> and I'll, I'll buy that. So yeah, and then I got it home, and it was like six point eight. It was like way heavy duty. Is that bottles or cans? Can, I only drink cans because I, okay. I, I I can recycle them, and I get paid for my drinking. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I like that. We don't get paid for that here in Ohio. We just have to give it up to the. Give it up to the state. Yeah, yeah, they make they make dough up in Michigan. Um, Before we get into this ECW show, which is November thirtieth of nineteen ninety three, I do want to say, just as a personal note, um, rest in peace, Shock G from Digital Underground. That's that news sucked this week. He he passed away. You know, Humpty. I think I still stay to this day would have been a great heel wrestler manager gimmick. (laughs) Um. Aaron, do you want to tackle this first? Because I mean, because if you want, I I actually I I didn't write anything, but I have something mentally that I've written. So I I I would prefer you go first. Would he be like the Black Grand Wizard? Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, that 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 wasn't that wasn't what I thought. But um, yeah. I guess he would have been, <laughs> and he would just put like 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 black face on Killer Khan. <laughs> My instead, man, Killer Khan, yo, <laughs> instead of fat boy, instead of fat boy like Flair, he'd be calling out the fat girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I still like Killer Kanye. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> name and I totally see what you're doing Nate you're totally distracting us 
from doing this episode. <laughs> you're, you're, you're clearly slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like that's that's been my answer to so many like arguments at a bar before. When somebody would like we get into an argument, and the guy was like, well, "What do you guys say about?" It? I go, "I once got busy in a busy in a Burger King bathroom," <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, "Well, I'm walking out." <laughs> Straight gangster Mac walking out. <laughs> you, you hit on a high note. You hit on a high note. Costanza. <laughs> just walk out. Just walk out of the bar going a dur. I think step off. I'm doing the hump. Leave me alone, man. That's wonderful. <laughs> step off. I'm doing the hump. Yeah, I mean, what's your problem? <laughs> That's what you get out of that too. Step off. I'm doing the hump. Or dink. Or dink. Yeah, watch it, man. (laughs) I'm not responsible for stepped on toes when I'm doing the hump. (laughs) Come on. Oh, Chad, you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess we're just gonna do all the lyrics of the song. That's gonna I be the show. I will break up all the Hennessy you got on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode, guys. It's time to sign off. All right, November thirtieth, nineteen ninety-three, episode of ECW, and I, I don't have a lot of substantial notes on this show. But one thing I do, and I'll bring it up through as we go through, and I, I want to know if you guys agree with me or not. One no- major note that I have on the show is throughout this show, I think it's a testament to Joey Styles because a lot of the stuff that's on the TV, if you would close your eyes and just listen to Joey, he is so good at making what he's watching sound so much better than it actually is, if that makes sense. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Aaron? I agree, and like like I said, like um, it just Joey like was never bad, and um, it's just crazy how good he was just right out right out the shoot. And I know it was Paul producing him, and he wasn't doing it live or anything, but it's just crazy how good he was. Mm-hmm. It, it, isn't it funny how good he got so fast? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he became he he became like I mean I mean let's let's be honest. We all loved Gorilla and Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. We all loved all them, Jesse and Vince, whatever. But, like, Joey Styles was, like, the best commentator to come along in, what, in the last, in, in that era? I, yeah. I don't know, what, what is it, 30 years? Yeah. Like the 30 years? Easily. And he did it, and he did it by himself. For the and most, he did for the it by part. himself. I mean, even, even Lance Russell had to fucking stand next to that corpse. <laughs> and, and, and you had to go, ain't that right, Dave? And Dave goes, yeah, yeah, awesome. you're right. <laughs> and, but I mean, but Joey Styles did it all by himself, and that's a tribute to him just in itself. Is that, am I not wrong? I mean, no, oh, absolutely, yeah. And there, he's, I mean, he's the he's the last he's the last really good one. Like to be honest, I know a lot of people like Ronaldo. To me, he's he's too over the top and. And, you know, like he might as well just be sitting there going, and fuego, the whole time he's commentating. 
Um, and- <laughs> well, well, Joey's deal is like Joey wasn't overproduced, but mm-hmm. he was produced. Because if you don't think there's a video that exists somewhere of Joey Styles sitting in Tommy Dreamer's mom's kitchen, <laughs> watching a tape that Paul edited that they ran a wire to, that Paul's not leaning into Joey's ear telling <laughs> him to say something. Like, that's how low budget it was. Mm-hmm. That's how low budget we were told that it was. And uh, we, we figured we don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> like we had we had Maryland wrestling that was that cheap that mm-hmm. we that I made I made the editing for the tapes. Like I, I copied um I copied the matches. The only thing I didn't leave in was the edited for the commercials. Mm-hmm. So they could do it at the studio. Whatever. Seventeen minutes is uh, seventeen minutes of an hour is pretty much all we got. Right. And but um but ECW got what I think thirty eight or like forty two minutes out of the hour. Yeah, so Paulie's standing over over Joey going, Say this. <laughs> How many takes do you think Joey took on a lot of that stuff? <laughs> Get out of my ear, Polly. <laughs> he had to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you're you're right with Polly's personality. And you're right with Polly's personality. I can totally see that. Like, all right, now I'm the commentator editing the boss at this point, you know? <laughs> yeah, he uh, didn't have a whole lot of time to, like, you know, procrastinate and get stuff over. Like, what's going on? He had to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. We start this episode off with the Roughneck video from... Uh, God damn, we're just starting this episode MC off? Light. Yes, we are. We're just getting rolling here. And then Joey is outside the random bricked building, and uh, he's running down the things that have happened to him the past couple of weeks, the choking from um, Terry Funk, and then what else was there? What else was there, Aaron? Uh, Jason almost hit him with a car. Oh, yeah, Jason almost hitting him with the car. And... Uh, so he's he's expecting that he's going to have a little easier interview this time around. In comes Peaches. She's swinging because she's getting ready for our fantastic six-person tag team match later on, and she accidentally punches Joey in the face. That was, <laughs> We're never going to see uh, over and over again for the next, I don't know, until the divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to see that over and over again until they split up. Set to whatever music they choose. Um, after this, which I thought it was funny. I mean, it was a funny little, a funny little gimmick, you know. Um, after this, we see our buddy Maddie in the house laughing at Joey Styles, and I wrote down, "Maddie said Joey got his head beat up." <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe he smoked some of the shit that we just got today at the fucking. Clinic. <laughs> he got his head all beat up. <laughs> oh <He's>, my god! <laughs> Plus, Maddie's Maddie's mildly mildly challenged anyway, so yeah, expect Maddie? too much. Yeah, I mean, he, no, I don't think so because he's like everybody else. He got brainwashed by Paul. <laughs> like y- y- all of us. All of us, me, I've been brainwashed by Paul, and mm-hmm. you two would totally get brainwashed by Paul. Yep. If Paul told you, hey, I got an idea for you guys. <laughs> you would do it. You'd be like, you're fucking Paul Heyman. 
We're going to bill you as twins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you ruined the whole entire company. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then have to track down our paychecks, probably. Um, we get an ad for the ECW Wrestling Academy, and then we're harped on again about if you didn't watch November to Remember, it's a regret you never forget. These November to Remember ads, I was thinking about it, and like I, at first I was like, man, why do they keep running ads for this show that so obviously does not have a videotape? They're not trying to sell a videotape, but they keep running ads for a show that is at least three to four weeks old now. And then I thought about it. Well, I have to think about it when I'm watching this, that I'm at this point, I'm still kind of sort of watching an East coast independent promotion. So they're showing these highlights over and over and over again to get me to want to come to the next show. Um, as opposed to selling me something that's already happened. Um, am I, am I off base there or am I, am I, am I right? No, I don't, I, I don't think so at all. I mean, Aaron, you guys didn't go, right? I mean, you guys weren't there. No. Um, yeah, this was a, this was a time where ECW was running sometimes every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, it, it was back when, um, you know, they would do, it was right around this time. They would do every two weeks, every three weeks, every four weeks. Before Paulie settled into the every four week schedule, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It, it was kind of it was kind of weird, like what you're saying, like what the matches were and and where they were going, mm-hmm. like yeah. with with everything. So the the first match we have on the show, Tasmaniac and Sabu. So all right, we're back to this again because this is a show that just every week just keeps changing gears. It's a it's a tale of two ECWs at this point. Aaron, what were your thoughts on this matchup, Tasmaniac and Sabu? Um, well, Rock and Rebel was on commentary, and yes, he um, was. Rock and Rebel was on commentary, <laughs> and um, don't forget about it, buddy. <laughs> um, like I like I said, uh, not trying to bring anything out from before like when we tried to do this before like i pointed out that i had thought i heard that sabu was coming out to the theme from halloween which i didn't know he used that um and i also they, I think they that was up- my idea yeah i think it was well, I, if it was it was where, a good idea I, I don't know where it came out but i think i gave it to ian and i think ian gave it to paul because I always thought that, like, because I, I always, my favorite Halloween guy is Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And I always liked that. And I thought that, like, Sabu, if you're going to do that little fucking stupid thing where he comes out with a chain across his chest where he can't obviously get out of it. And <laughs> I was thinking, like, what better music? I, I mean, because I don't know what Freddy Krueger's music is. And Jason Voorhees' music it's not like it's not loud enough. Mm-hmm. I was like Michael Myers music, dude. Look at that! It, it, like literally, they were played that shit when I was in the ring with Sabu. Fuck, <laughs> my ass would have run out and asked for a refund <laughs> on my ticket because you know I wasn't even booked here. <laughs> like, I, I just showed up. Paulie said you want to work Sabu? Yeah, go all right, get in the ring. Well, I pay twenty bucks to get in. Well, not anymore. <laughs> 
I'm getting my money back. <laughs> and a hot dog. Fuck oh, yeah, on the way out. Hey, it's Kathy. Um, and then the other note I have is, like I said, because I didn't get to rewatch this, and we didn't like we we watched this like two months ago. Um, <laughs> I I put I don't remember when the Boston Bad Boy on ECW anyway was the manager of Taz, and they're just like, oh yeah, Boston Bad Boy, he's managing Taz. I don't. I, like, they never I don't gave know us either, man. But they they brought that up. And uh, Rebel says that Boston Bad Boy is the best manager in professional wrestling. Well, that's Rock and Rebel. He's obviously never seen. He's obviously never seen Humpty. You know, yeah, never seen Black Grand Wizard. <laughs> he's, never, he's, never, he's never seen Humpty. <laughs> that could be the name of the show, man. He's we're, never we're seen Humpty. Name, we're just naming the show like routinely anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a gra- I get a grab bag of themes every week when I produce the show. Which one are you gonna pull out, Max? And <laughs> um, I, my my notes here were the couple of things that I had were I I love I, I know I've probably said it on the show before, but for that for that character for the character that he was playing at this time, which like I've said, uh, yeah, the 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 chain thing was kind of goofy or whatever. But this is my favorite Sabu. I love the lunge when the match starts. That's you know, I mean. And obviously the the craziness of it, he he inherited from his uncle and learned as much as he could. And then I also have here that uh, there is at one point in the match, and like Aaron said, we watched this like seven months ago. Um, I put down there at one point in this match, there was a six suplex by Taz on on Sabu. Like Sabu is literally like comes out of it doing a headstand, pretty much. Like it's insane. I I always thought like there was. There was always an incredible visual between Tasmaniac and Sabu. Mm-hmm. Even before Taz Sabu. It's even cooler thought, than it's even cooler than Taz and Sabu. I mean, I don't I don't know because I like I like the build up for a Taz Sabu. Well I, I liked it too, but I, I I just mean like the 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 look of the characters, like these fucking guys are insane. Like yeah, the two most insane like animals and you're just putting them in there and you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. That's Mm -hmm. why I say Tasmaniac first, because yeah, when they're standing there and and he's doing the foot stomps, whatever, and Sabu's doing the pointing and it's like, you two fucking idiots (laughs) fight each other. What the fuck are you guys doing? Playing fucking checkers? Get the fuck out of here. Let's see yeah. what would happen if you would put like a bobcat versus like a mongoose or something. Like it's just <laughs> fucking I mean, creatures. I, I, I really do think that Sabu versus Taz was probably one of the best feuds of what, what year was that? Ninety seven. Ninety six. Whatever year that was, that it culminated in what the Barrel Eagle? Did it culminate mm-hmm. in Barrel Eagle? Yeah. Whatever year that was. I thought that was the best view because they never touched. Yeah, they did right. six or seven months where they just never touched each other. And and, and everybody believed that Taz was going to beat somebody up. <laughs> like, nobody believes Taz is going to beat somebody up. Like, not, <laughs> not today anyway. But, and, then, know, but, but back and then on the day... Uh, yeah, I was just, on top of it, they meshed in the ring so well, too, like you were alluding to. Like no matter which which iterations of Sabu and Taz you had, they always meshed well in the ring together. 
like me personally, my my top three probably I say quote unquote matchups that they ever did in ECW were Sabutaz. I like the the Jerry Lynn RVD series and Masato Tanaka and uh, Mike Awesome. Oh, you know, those dude. are those are my three faves. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. that that that's some nonsense there. <laughs> How the fuck you get that guy to do that shit? I don't know who the fuck who his translator was. They tell him you're gonna do this, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, okay, okay." <laughs> like, you're fucking joking, right? <laughs> There's no chance. I mean, what, I mean, let's be honest. What is what is Masato Tanaka weigh? Two hundred forty, two hundred fifty pounds, probably. Yeah, stocky, two fifty. Yeah, yeah. And Mike Awesome, who. It's one of my favorites. I love Mike Awesome. Like, we were good friends, great friends. We didn't even talk about wrestling because he don't even know anything about wrestling. <laughs> and um, he would throw that dude. Like, yeah. That's what like that goddamn say. table bump? Yeah. That's what he would say. Like, I would throw that dude, like, out the ring, like, <laughs> over – over the ropes, whatever. Like he, he didn't know like how to plan the spots. Right. He didn't know how to plan. He just knew, yeah, I'm gonna throw this fucking dude. <laughs> where they, where they yeah. throw him? There's that bump where they throw him. That where they go to where he goes to throw him to put him through the table, and he fucking completely misses the table and just fucking watermelons his head on the goddamn concrete. <laughs> yeah. He Gary, he fucking Gary Busey. <laughs> Fucking Masato Tanaka. It's fucking nuts. Man. Yeah, and the best is he has this look where he goes like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the f- <laughs> what happened? And he's like, yeah, you fucking threw him over the table. His head hit the, his head is, his ears stuck between the guardrail and some lady size seven. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a disaster over here. You might want to check this out. And then the son of a bitch got up and finished the match. God bless him. Yeah, because his Japanese sponsor is like, dude, this is America. Bonsai, get up. Yeah, I mean, somebody, Ian Wright should have ran over and said, dude, we're lazy here in America. We don't do anything. We just bleed and we get unemployment. <laughs> Because Biden's president now. <laughs> Back into this match, <laughs> Sabu. Um, there was a there was some rest hold in the middle with Sabu selling a, the knee that uh, Taz worked over pretty well. Um, and then at one point, Polly Rumble carries off Polly back to the back. At one point in the match, Polly tries to come back out, and is it? Like, was it Sabu's handler that was holding him back? No, it was Tony Rumble. That, that was holding him back from coming back out? Yeah. Okay. I, I, get, I, don't, I don't know. For some reason, at that point, he didn't look like Tony Rumble to me. It looked like the guy that came out with the stretcher thing. And I was like, why is that guy holding Polly back? He's on his side. So I guess I was wrong. Oh, but, I don't have any idea. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I think my fa- I think my batteries are working. <laughs> well, Sabu, um, great plancha to the floor here. I'm just looking at my notes. Taz with a sick chair shot to Sabu, and um, lost my place. Aaron, pick up for me. 
<laughs> you got more notes than I do, buddy. Did the referee stop at the three count? Yes. Well, Taz Taz stopped the three. Yeah, count. Yeah, Taz stopped the three count, and then, and then that's right. And, 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 and then, then he Sabu missed the cannonball. <laughs> he missed the cannonball, and Sabu pinned him. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I wrote that this was a good match, but a dumb finish. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> Jog, jogging the memory. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm curious to see is who I worked at these tapings. Because I mean, all this is familiar to me, and I'm just not sure who I worked. And and, and this one, this one's not at the arena. <laughs> it's at we've we've established it. At, it's at quote unquote random high school or whatever. I don't know exactly what <laughs> what building it was in, but this isn't at the arena. Um, undisclosed. Yeah, the undisclosed location for ECW. It was like a, it was like a medical facility. <laughs> After the match, which I mean, it was a, it was a good match. It was Sabu and Taz. Of course, it was good. Anything no, else on no, that? Sabu and Taz. You can never say that guaranteed. It's, it all depends on how Sabu and Taz turns out, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because Sabu. This motherfucker just flies all over the place, flies all around, willy nilly. You know, know, Taz is five foot five, you know, 240 pounds, and you expect this guy to catch you. He's flying around. Oh, you know. (laughs) Did you? You you never know when Sabu was on. Like, when when Sabu was on, Sabu was fantastic. Sabu was tremendous. But there's a lot of times when he's not on, and Tasmaniac which is a great opponent at this time for Sabu because mm-hmm. they could, they can kind of learn how to put a match together, you know, to take it on the road. Doesn't that sound like a great match? Taz, yeah. Sabu against Taz. Absolutely. Well, they can learn how to put the match together. They're going to have to learn how to work with each other. Cause you know, Taz is not going to deal with this fucking guy just flipping and flopping. <laughs> No plan. Yeah. Doing whatever. Did you ever work Sabu? Yeah, we're going to get to that one. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's what, because I was just, I guess I'll ask you when we get to it, because that's my biggest question is, does working with him, is he he as erratic as he seems, or is it planned erratic? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. He's not erratic. He's a chatic. (laughs) <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. I just, I didn't, I didn't know if you guys ever worked worked each other or not. Um, they actually, they actually did a promo on a TV show for it. O- on an ECW TV show next week, Sabu versus Chad Austin. <laughs> and when my buddy showed me, I went, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> I got no offense. <laughs> None. I got none. Zero. He killed me. He totally just squashed me. And he killed me. He could have broke my neck. Worse than Snuka? Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Snuka, Snuka was an embarrassment. Not, <laughs> I, I didn't take Snuka to the heart. Like that, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, uh, but Sabu... Yeah, he, he killed he killed me. Five dollar tickets. We're talking about that again as I flip my page here. Another ad for the ECW hotline with Polly Dangerously. Todd Gordon talking about fan appreciation and five dollar tickets. 
We get the Shane Douglas wrestler video again, just rolling through the things we're seeing here. And now we have uh, Maddie talking about the pick the main event viewers choice at holiday hell again. And he, he actually, he actually, I think he, if I picked it up here, he calls uh, rock and rebel Joey, Buttafuoco at this point, he also implies that um, Joey styles is a, a child predator and dates high school girls. I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. I also endorse that. <laughs> I have no reason why. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Who is it again? Joey Styles. Oh, no. I, no, I take it back. <laughs> I actually like Joey. I thought you were going to say Rock and Rebel. Yeah, Rock and Rebel, he calls Joey Buttafuoco here. Um, and we're talking about the viewer's choice main event for holiday hell. Now we saw last week, they showed some videos for possible opponents. Um, this week they show the Hawk video. They show the Terry Funk video. They show the Pauly video with, um, a Pauly narration here. They show a Salvatore Belomo video with some interesting <laughs> new music in this. Yeah, movie. it was awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, I love. Why do I love, I love that we're still pushing Sal. <laughs> Nate, why, Nate, why do you think they did this? I, I think that the again, I'm I, I I keep trying to think in the respect of as I'm watching these shows. God, I can't get I can't get in position. Oh. I I keep trying to think as I'm watching these shows that the. I have to put myself in the mindset that I'm not yet watching a national promotion. I'm still watching an independent promotion. So the way that they advertise things and the way that they book things and the way that they present things on television is all, it's not, we're not heading to a pay-per-view or we're not, you know, we're, we're just trying to get people into our next, our next little show that we're going to have in our arena and and work them into the into the seats. So here we go. We're gonna just put out a bunch of names. Look who's in ECW: Sabu, Terry Funk, Sal Balomo, Mister Hughes, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart. You'll know that name. Jim the Anvil, Neidhart. Yeah, they showed a Jim the Anvil, Neidhart video. Even yeah, they showed thing. Kevin and Woman. Yeah, I think I think they were doing it, and I might be completely off kilter when I say it, but I think they were trying to see who people had interest in like who do we want to spend money on who do we want to keep like you know like if a bunch of people call in and say oh we want to see sal like oh well, let's keep sal on then we you knew know, sal like, was money <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's their way of pulling <laughs> yeah no i don't I, yeah I, I don't think sal i don't even think sal was the fifth option <laughs> I'm not saying they picked him. I'm just saying that's the way they were gauging their audience. Like who was who was our audience into? Well, and, let's see who they vote for. And then you I know guess what, Aaron, it's it's very it's very very weird because the way that I saw it is like I saw it nothing like that because I saw it as Paul Lee was already looking to get rid of all of a lot of them guys. Like he wasn't going to pay for um a a Tatanka and 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 whatever his name is, Posada, whatever the fuck their <laughs> names were, Bangkok, whatever mm-hmm. company. He he wasn't going to pay for them anymore. Like and so he was going to go local. And I think that he was just like he wanted to see not so much who 
the people wanted to see at the shows. He just wanted to see how many people called the line. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like it's, it's kind of like the, um, not the same thing, but it's kind of like back in the day when the WWF, you know, they do, uh, an injury angle with Hogan. Send us your postcards to Hulk Hogan to tell him to get well, but they were actually using it to build a base to send out their catalog. They wanted a base exactly. of addresses to say, so uh, you, you're onto something there. I think they're gauging interest in the promotion, not the wrestlers is what you're saying. Yeah, There's no chance that Paulie, Tommy and Bubba sat around <laughs> or not even Bubba yet at this point, no. sat around and opened up envelopes and go, well, I got one for Tommy Cairo. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that happened. What a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, put that one in the topic. Oh, two for the Sandman. Well, it's looking like we're going to have the Sandman against Cairo again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's the way it works. But I mean, but you can almost you can almost look at that with every legitimate hotline gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to know every time. Other than Mean Gene's lying ass, gimmick, you see that. Other than Mean Gene's lying ass. Oh, I mean, Mean Gene, he's the gospel. I mean, as a matter of fact, he's in my will. one 909 9900 Yeah, I want to know where the Never bad boys it. are going. <laughs> and Mean a Gene's going to tell me for $1.99. A new talent hey. from a rival promotion might be coming here sometime in the next six months. Possibly. Hey, no, no, don't don't hate on it though. He made fucking bank off that. Goddamn man. right he did. <laughs> Bischoff said he subsidized fucking Gene's fucking pay by that fucking hotline. He said that? Yeah, he said that like when Gene came in and Gene came up with that hotline deal, like he was able to pay Gene like a lower salary because Gene got to cut all that fucking hotline money. Well, there you go. <laughs> My hotline didn't do anything. <laughs> All right, so let me see here. Where hey, we're, were we? we're nowhere oh. near on track of doing this show, right? No, like, um, <laughs> like this whole entire show is going to be not about this show that we're watching, right? <laughs> that is completely what it seems like. It, it's it's going to yeah. be it's like all about fucking black. I'm gonna. I've got. I've got another. I was gonna say. I've got another name for this. I got another name for this episode. Skirting the issue. That's what it's gonna be called. (laughs) Um, up next on the show, another ad for the Variety Club, Todd Gordon's promotion or charity. It's it's a charity to support um, people like the Sandman, Big Sal, and Christopher Michaels, and it helps uh, uh, support their family to take the weight of. Having to take care of these special need people. <laughs> and Christopher Michaels goes bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> and up next, this six man or six person deal, I guess. We've got uh, Johnny yeah, Hotbody. You can't call Hunter Q a man. <laughs> Johnny Hotbody. Tony Stetson. <laughs> Johnny Hotbody, Tony Stetson, and Hunter Q. Robbins the third against the Sandman, J.T. Smith, and Peaches. Peaches. This is also one where I wrote down, if I close my eyes, Joey Styles makes these guys sound better than they are in real life. 
the commentary was better than the match. Let's put it that way. I don't understand why you could possibly think that. <laughs> I mean, just look at the talent that you have right now. <laughs> I, I mean, Hot Body and Stetson, I mean, they're just they're just like seven steps below the Heart Foundation. <laughs> um, JT and Sandman hardly ever teamed before in their lives. But, you know, but they're so good at singles, so when they get together, they can form a mediocre tag team. It's the mediocre powers. Yeah. And I actually wrote that I can't. I can't watch this. I, I, I don't know like what 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 is the what's the goal? What what is going on, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put over Stetson and and the other Jeroni or JT and Sandman? But why? Because we don't have the Philadelphia tag team titles anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are also the ECW my, tag team champions? Right now, we got Kyrie. What is it? It's uh, Tommy Dreamer and uh, Salvatore Sincere. Well, Johnny Gunn. Well, I you guess. Have to ask, what is it? <laughs> I want to say this. At least the tag titles have stayed on the same guys for at least two weeks. I'll put it that way. We haven't had a vacate. We haven't had it vacated in the past couple of weeks. So I guess yeah. that's good. And boy, we got 20 minutes to go still. <laughs> I was put my notes like, um, <laughs> every every week, every week when Hunter Q's on, we're like, "This is the last time we're gonna see him," and then he just keeps showing up. He's like a fucking bad penny. Like he just keeps popping up. Like Hunter Q, he's a fucking cockroach, man. Can't I kill think him. He, I think he owns like real estate somewhere in the area, and like he has the mortgage on that fucking property or something. It was it was his building they filmed this in. Our undisclosed location was yeah because Hunter Q's building. Like wrestlers are like that, man. Like um, a lot of wrestlers have like their other like day jobs where they're successful. You know, like realtors and other kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But when they get when they get like um, I don't know what, what do you call it when they get seen as on the public. When oh. they get seen in the public, like they actually take it, like, oh, I'm famous. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. you're Dwayne Gill. <laughs> I mean, me, me, and Dwayne are, me and Dwayne are good friends. We've been good friends way before he was even a job guy in WWE. But you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like when, when, you, when these guys are like, you're, you're nobody. You're, you're crickets. Just, just come build my deck. Yeah, do whatever you do. Whatever you, you, you do to make money in my pool, Gilberg. <laughs> oh, Gilberg's great, man. I don't, I, I don't, I don't shit on Gilberg. That motherfucker gets bookings, man. Yep. Vince, Vince, and you know did, what? He's Vince he's entertaining. He's entertaining as oh, shit. I'm not making Aaron, fun of him. Aaron, Aaron and I, Aaron and I saw him a couple of years ago, right before the 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 you know the pandemic hit at an indie show in Fort Wayne, and he was Dwayne was entertaining as shit as Gilbert. It was great. Like it was it was a total. It was a it's an awesome indie wrestling gimmick. You yeah. know, yeah, and he, he had a terrible match. He had a terrible match, and it, when it was over, there was like one, two, three, and then he was like standing in the ring, and he looked at the entire crowd, and was like, "Sorry," <laughs> and he legit said, "Sorry." <laughs> Have a good day. The, the, the <laughs> last, the last show that I worked, like in my career, and this is going to be it. I don't know what it, it was two years ago. 
And the main event was Sandman against Gilbert. And I said, I'm going to walk out. I'm going I'm to walk out and I'm going to see this match. I can't believe how this is going to you know, work out. And I work out there and they get in the ring. And Sandman apparently had gotten sober. And he didn't have any beer. And I was driving with my friend Ruckus to the show. And we stopped off the store. All they had was a 12-pack of Keystone. And I'm like, I'm buying Keystone, for Christ's sake. So I get to the show, and I give the Sandman my last two or three beers, whatever. And he's going in the crowd, and he's throwing them out to the crowd and doing his gimmick, whatever. And he looks at at Gilbert, and he's like, why are we going to fight, bro? Let's just drink beers. That was the main event. (laughs) Like, there was no main event. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Gilbert is like, I'm sure, I'm sure Dwayne was expecting to get his ass whooped. Like, you know, like, say, man, it's going to beat the crap out of me. Say, man, why are they going to fucking, you know, fight, bro? Let's just drink beers. <laughs> How the fuck do you get that kick? <laughs> like, that's the best kick. You, like, James Ellsworth. He's also a good friend of mine. How how the fuck do you get that gig? Do you have to be born deficient? Right. <laughs> I mean, is that is that how this shit works? Like, I, I'm a healthy person. I can do a moonsault. You know, I can drive. <laughs> I know which shoes are left and a right. I'm pretty capable. Why did I get a run? I mean, oh, Brett. Me and Brett could have been so good. <laughs> I lost track of my notes. Okay. <laughs> Peaches winds up pinning uh, Hunter in this match. I don't have shit for notes on it because kind of like Chad. I, I mean, Chad said, I'm not watching this. I said, I'm watching this, but I was totally zoning. I mean, it was, again, Joey. Joey's commentary, if you close your eyes, made it sound better than it was post-match. Well, the finish was, uh, he just punched Hunter Q in his little dick. That was the end of the, <laughs> that was the, that was how they ended it. Jason attacks the Sandman after the match, and Mr. Hughes comes in and, atta- and helps Jason with the attack. And then Tommy Cairo comes out to help the Sandman. How close are we to the Tommy Cairo Sandman feud? How close are we to the end of the fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> not not our show, but what, what are they what are they doing? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. They bombarded us with ads for the next shows that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And all they keep doing is showing matches that they're advertising. Advertising matches. Advertising matches. So a fucking match on TV. Right. And not Put this a match. match. On the fucking goddamn screen. And yeah, like I said, not this one. Give me something other than this this I don't know, opening match or whatever the hell it was. But they tried to do an angle after, I guess, with Hughes and Jason attacking Sandman and Cairo coming out to help. But the match itself, uh, a waste of time on TV. You're not wrong at, at all on that. It was it was pointless. Um, 
We get another ad to bring ECW to your community, another November to remember. It's a regret you'll never forget. And then Joey Styles narrates a report on the public enemy bad company <laughs> stuff. And again, he describes it better than it actually is when he's describing the angle. But uh, anything on this, guys? I don't have it. Um, <laughs> Joey claims that Pat Tanaka getting his knee busted um, is going to change the entire face of professional wrestling. That's what he says. <laughs> I I I want to I want to say that, that Pat Tanaka's check not clearing. <laughs> probably changed the whole face of professional wrestling for ECW. That's probably what happened. <laughs> it's much more likely than his knee yeah. injury. Yeah. Um, and then we get a Hunter Q promo to close. Yes, a Hunter Q Robbins promo to close the show. He runs down his failures, which he should. He should, yes. he should do that. He should. He, he should runs down his failures? Yes, he literally. I have the Super Destroyers, and they broke up, and one of them got unmasked, and I was de-pantsed by Sherry, and blah, blah. He's just going through his utter failures of his career. And, but then, but then he's going to, and I quote, he's hatching a plot. Yes. You know, like, like yeah, he, he, he says he's going. He also <laughs> says that he. He also says that he's retreating to the mountains. Like he's going to the mountains. That's what oh, he said. Yes, I'm going. He says he, he's going to the mountains to hatch a and, plot. And he's going in that tuxedo shirt. <laughs> and when he's done hatching his plot up there on the mountaintop, he'll be back in ECW. Hopefully, he gets eaten by a fucking bear. Hopefully well, how this... much you want to bet that he's not going to be back in ECW? <laughs> like Aaron said, he's a bad penny, though. He might show up again. You never know. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, how how great would it have been if like some of these people would have showed up back, like back in the day? <laughs> have, you know? have have Hunter, yeah, have Hunter Q show up in like in like ninety eight, ninety eight. it's taking me, it's taking me five years to figure it out. But I got a plan. Get, let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> Let's just say he takes a, no 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 not. <laughs> let's just say he takes like a year off and he comes back, you know, when the pitbulls were getting the push, you know, and the Dudleys, whatever, just to bring him back to get the ball chair shot, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what you really want? Yeah, I want to. Well, I want to watch New Jack run a shopping cart into him and then staple a dollar bill to his no, head. That's what I, I, I don't watch. even wish that on him. <laughs> I, I mean, I just wish the New Jack fucking chair shot to where he gets in the ring and he smacks the guy with the cane a couple times, and the guy falls to his knee. And then New Jack standing behind him with a chair. And then it's womb. Back to the mountains with you, Robbins. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking of, of Hunter Q in like 98. Like the fucking lights go out and they're like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then the lights come on. Fucking Hunter Q. <laughs> fucking place would come unglued, man. Dude, how much do you want to bet the place would have came unglued? Yeah. Hunter Q. Hunter yeah. Q. Yeah, they would have fucking Dude, loved it. Aaron, you got something there. <laughs> Why didn't Paul think of that? That's not a bad that's not a bad deal. Because um, let's be honest, if Paul 
thought enough of me to put some effort into me to push me for, you know, as an underneath, like, baby face slash heel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that he wasn't paying a lot of money to, you know, a hundred bucks, whatever. Why not a guy like Hunter that you could just abuse? Like, <laughs> isn't that what them managers are for? Yes. Right? And he would have just been happy to be there. Yes. And then would've plus, been great. he would have been, been on TV. That's a, yeah. that's a great observation, I think. <laughs> the the Hunter Q angle that could have been, tell you what. <clears throat> well, overall, yeah, here we go. It's time. Let's uh let's say what we let's say what our overall grade of this show was this week. November 30th, 1993. I give it a D. <laughs> and that's only because Sabu and Taz were on it and it, that was good. I'd agree with that, and honestly, I think that talking about it made me enjoy it more, if that makes sense. <laughs> that happens every week, though. <laughs> Chad, what were your final, what's your final assessment of this episode of ECW? Well, the one thing that I liked about it was, I really liked the, um, um, I thought we were going to conflict about this pre- during the conversation, but we didn't. So that's cool. Where when they showed a whole bunch of the videos, mm-hmm. and I thought that was great because I mean, how many how many times has the theme been? I tell you, Paul don't have fucking <laughs> you know <laughs> any material, right? Yeah. So I thought that was great because Paul was 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 setting in stone. These are the guys I'm running with. These mm-hmm. are my stars, right? Right. Yeah. Come see them. Come see them. And like it I said, a, that's. Oh, go ahead. It was a big portion of the show. Mm-hmm. A very big portion of the show. And at the end of the day, like 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 I said earlier, it's it's the whole goal. If if, if an indie promotion has a TV, especially TV on a channel that has the, I mean, I'm assuming that this sports channel had a decent amount of homes that it was in. Um, If you have that kind of a TV slot as an indie promotion in 1993, you, you want to use it to promote your, your arena shows as much as you can. I stuttered. I stumbled over my words there for a minute, but the whole point of this show is to get asses into the arena to come pay a ticket to watch your show. Essentially, so the advertising those names, like you said, Chad, that's Polly saying these are the names I have. If you like them, come experience our show. That, that's that's exactly what I got out of it. I I, I thought that Polly had nothing to use as far as TV material, mm-hmm. as far as match quality, whatever. And I mean, I mean, we're still building to the five dollar, whatever show, right? Yes. We're still building towards all that, so why wouldn't you? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna show videos of uh, Kevin Sullivan and Mister Hughes. You know, I don't know all the other fucking jabronis that they showed the video guys of, whatever. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that to anybody that's just, you know, browsing the fucking remote control uh, and seeing and, 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 and it's more, just, it, oh. it, 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 it's more. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's not a wrestling show, but he's almost treating it more like an infomercial than a wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's yeah. what wrestling is. Yeah. A one hour, a one hour TV show of wrestling is a one hour infomercial. And, it's always been that. And as we've been talking, this right here, I this viewer's choice thing, I just ding, ding, ding. It just came into my head. It's fucking brilliant. And here's why. You are in no way, shape, or form advertising that any of these guys are going to be on the card. So all you need is for two of them to show up because it's a viewer's choice. Choose your main event. All you need is for two of these guys to be on the show and you've, you've, at, you have not given any false advertising because you're like, well, you didn't choose Neidhart. You didn't choose Sal. You didn't choose Sullivan. So they're not here, but Funk and Sabu are. You know what I mean? It's a perfect gimmick because you're you're advertising names that could or could not be on the show, I, I, but you're not I, guaranteeing I, any of them will yeah. be. <laughs> I clearly cannot say I I know anything about this. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm not I'm not currently friends with Mr. Heyman. <laughs> um, I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> That is beyond. That's that's what Mr. Heyman and his associates. <laughs> but I totally understand what you mean because I I've seen shows where if the main event goes on before intermission, then it's considered you can't get your money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know if if something happens, travel storm. I don't know, whatever it is, and nobody shows up, and they can get Raven and Tommy in the ring at, like, you know, 9 o'clock, and it's like, it's the main event. No no, no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> well, that is, we'll put it in the, unless you had anything else, Aaron. Sorry, I kind of blabbed there. No, you're all right. Um, we'll put that one in the books. November 30th, 1993, ECW. Oh, we made it through. We made it through, and it wasn't 15 minutes either, like I predicted. But uh, I do want to encourage everyone before we leave you here on Reliving the Extreme for this week to, I'm going to shamelessly plug, and of course Aaron and Chad can as well. I want everybody to please, please, please check out WrestleNet Radio um, if you get a chance. It is on, we have a Facebook page for WrestleNet Radio, 24 7 3- <laughs> wrestling talk this podcast is actually episodes of this podcast are featured on there as well and um it's it's just something that that i think we're gonna it's gonna be fun as we go through the adventure of doing that we're gonna do some other shows in development for the for the radio station you can go to the facebook page or go to the we can't wrestle facebook page as well and download the app from the google play store i'm still waiting on apple to approve the damn Apple app. But anyway, you can download the app from the Google Play Store if you have an Android phone, or there is a web link that you can click to open the station in Safari on your iPhone. Um, And that's really all. You guys want to plug anything before we sign off this week? Aaron? I'm good. Oh, you're good? Yeah, I'm good. You have nothing (laughs) to plug? Nope. Buy the shirt! We have yeah, like buy the fucking minutes. shirt. Buy we the like fucking shirt. Minutes. Come on, plug something. Well, there, there's shirts. There's there's shirts, shirts hoodies. Where do you buy get the shirts shit. at? Come on. It's teespring.com, reliving the extreme. <laughs> Good God. They just show up at my house. I don't know. And you're the one that said you had to carry Nate for <laughs> as the rest of this podcast. 
I'm asking you for a plug so we can get some fucking goddamn residuals on the return of the show. And you're going, I don't know. Buy the shirt. <laughs> fuck buy the shirt. How much is a shirt? How much is it? I don't know. Nate, send it to me. Twenty two ninety nine. That's how I am too. Like it just showed up at my house. I don't fucking know where it came from or how it got here or how much it cost. I just put it on. I'm sure it don't take a whole lot to go Google. <laughs> or if you if you join our Facebook group, Reliving the Extreme, the Facebook group, I do have a link as well where you can click to purchase the shirt that Aaron and Chad have so well modeled on our Reliving the Extreme. Page. How much is it again? Twenty two ninety nine for the shirt. I love the shirt, by the way. Thank you, thank you. I didn't make it. Some kid in Taiwan probably did, but you, he thanks you as well. But yeah, it's 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 a cool shirt. It's I not, think it's a kid it's not, in my neighborhood. Maybe. <laughs> it's not a cheapy shirt either, folks. He like, he, ran, he ran it down the street. I saw him running down the street like it was like one of them old like Karate Kid movies. <laughs> <laughs> like look what I made! Look what I made! Buy the shirt! Buy the shirt! Yeah, that's awesome, bro. (laughs) It's a Gildan t-shirt, folks. It's not a cheap-ass shirt. So go ahead, get on there, buy the shirt, support the podcast. We appreciate it. Variety Club kids are making them. (laughs) I I don't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) Back to work, Chris Michaels. (laughs) Cleft palate and clubfoot need your money. Jesus Christ. Jesus. All right, Chad, anything you want to plug? <laughs> Fell off a fucking cliff quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Best show ever. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> Best show ever. <laughs> well, thank you all this week for joining us on <laughs> Reliving the Extreme. And next week we will be reviewing the show from December 5th, 1993. That being said, thank you to my co-hosts for joining me. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. And we will see you next week as we continue Reliving the Extreme. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.